Hello and welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here and we're so glad that you're here. We use our mojo to really become greater leaders. Now, let's get started by listening to something good. Want to make 2017 your best year ever? Then let me be your teacher, your mentor. I've prepared special courses and webinars for you that will help you succeed and to give you access directly to me. Go to mojouniversity.com and sign up today. You have nothing to lose. Try me for 30 days and if you aren't satisfied, I guarantee you a full refund, no questions asked. Don't go it alone. Let me be your guide at mojouniversity.com. Be successful today. Hello and welcome everyone to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here, and I'm thrilled to introduce my special guest, Victor Prince, today. Now, Victor is a management author, trainer, and speaker. Uh, he's the author of Lead Inside the Box, How Smart Leaders Guide Their Teams to Exceptional Results, which was named a Top 20 Leadership Book in 2016. Uh, in addition, he is author of the soon-to-be-released book, The Camino Way, Lessons in Leadership from a Walk Across Spain. Uh, and uh, in addition to all of these things, Victor has a great uh, background in leadership consulting, was formerly with Bain & Company. Uh, he holds an MBA in finance from Wharton. So, uh, Victor, welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Thanks for having me, Steve. I appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure, Victor, and I look forward to our discussion today. Uh, but before we get started, why don't you share with our listeners what fun thing that you've been up to lately outside of work? Uh, you know, one of my pastimes is uh, genealogy, family history. So uh, I've uh, built a family uh, a website that goes through the whole history of that. And it turns out I le recently learned that my family goes all the way back to the 1300s in Germany. So that's been very, very fun to learn about. Very cool. Well, I, uh, about as far back as I know is my <laughs> mom and dad, so that, that, good for you. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Well, Victor, I, I want to talk today about lead inside the box first, and uh, let's just kind of get to that for just a moment. Uh, number one, I think, when we talk about lead inside the box, why don't you prepare our listeners for really the premise behind the title and what you're trying to accomplish there? Sure. So the uh, the box that we're referring to is this idea of the leadership matrix, and that's the uh, the two by two um, portfolio view that we have that that helps leaders take a look at their team and and the different talents and, and needs of people on their team. So that that's the box itself. And lead inside the box means use that matrix to figure out uh, your figure out what you have for a team and and where you need to invest some more of your energy and maybe where you need to dial back in some other places so you can you can get more results and, and move things around. 
Got it. Got it. All right. So uh, why don't you uh, share with us then your motivation for actually writing the book? Yeah, that, that's a good story. So um, I remember it as a consultant at Bain, um, you know, and in business school, you learn a lot about, I, I thought about CFOs. We, we were taught to think about how we manage our cash as a business. So, you know, you have, uh, if you have a cash cow, you, you take the profits from that, you invest in your rising stars and, and you, and you, uh, you move your cash around differently um, as, a, as a financial officer. But I, I thought about that and I said, geez, you know, there's not really anything like that for, uh, uh, for people. So it's, uh, it's all about you know, how leaders should uh, manage their cash, but it's not, not about people. So I thought it'd be a neat thing to look at. You know, if, if I'm a leader and I have a fixed amount of time, where should I spend more time with different members of my team? And where could I dial back some of that time so I could, I could get some more time? So that, that was kind of the, 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 the inspiration. I think thinking about that, that cash cow um, matrix that, that a lot of folks learn in business school and thinking about, it, geez, if something like that could work in the, in the leadership realm, that would be really useful. And how do you make the connection between uh, cash and and the human side? I'm I'm missing that point there a little bit. Would you mind talking a little bit more about that? Yeah. So it's it's not about um, it's more about that tool. So there's a, a famous tool that the Boston Consulting Group came up with years and years ago that it looks at your the amount of profits that different parts of a business generate and then how much growth they have. And the mm-hmm. point there is, is you have some businesses that are that are really mature and really profitable, um, and then no matter how much you know, um, uh, no matter how much attention you pay to them, they're going to keep kicking out a lot of cash. So, the point in, in that model was to take the cash from the cash cow, which is like this mature, you know, very self self uh, reliant business, and how you can take that cash and invest it in some of your rising stars who may not be profitable yet, but might be in the future. So mm-hmm. that, that so that's kind of the, the cash part of that. So then what? That, that was a very well-accepted model, but what wasn't out there was in the, in the people management space is to figure out, as leaders, we, we have a very fixed resource, which is our time. So you know, unless we're going to figure out a way to, um, to either work harder and, and take things away from our, our uh, life outside of work or others, we need to figure out how to get the most we can get out of the, the time we spend at work. So the, the, the same principle applied, which is if we have some folks in our team who are very uh, self-reliant, you know, performing well and don't need a whole lot of input from us as a leader, how can we dial back our time we spend with them and spend it more on some of the folks in our team who need more attention from us, who you know, either need to get some, um, some more coaching or, or maybe get some feedback on where they're, not, uh, where they're not working out as well as they need to do. So that, that's kind of the, the link between the two. It's all about instead of managing cash, it's about how you manage your time as a leader. Okay, so your, your matrix that you're referring to is – uh, really, so uh, if I could say it in my words, and let's see how wrong I am in getting <laughs> this. Uh, so what what you're thinking is that it allows you to spend your time more efficiently with people that maybe need more of your time. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, it's it's that's half of it. So spend spend more of your time with people who need it, and this is where the the leadership matrix, the the box that we talk about. Um, so it's how do you spend more time from folks there, and then how do you, how can you identify the folks on your team that that you can you can pull away from and spend less time with without having a, a risk of of having them lose performance. And in some ways, you know, if you've got really star performers on your team, um, you know, you, they might feel like they're, you're micromanaging them. So if you if you spent less time micromanaging them, that might actually even help them, help them in another way as well. Hmm. 
I, I know uh, one of the things that, that I hear often, though, is that uh, from managers in particular, and I, and I understand there's a difference between managing and leading, but so many of them wind up spending all of their time with uh, people that are not performing. And I find that to be a really great danger because it's putting the entire team at risk. Am I right about that or am I, am I missing the point? You're absolutely right because that's, in fact, that's part of the, the book that we talk about, which is there are different types of people who need your attention and, and, and that. So when we, um, so the, the leadership matrix itself basically talks about it, it divides your team up into, you look at your, the folks on your team by how much output you're getting from them and how much input they need from you to get there. So mm-hmm. in your ideal world, you have you know, your, your exemplars, these people that, that you'd love to just clone, are the folks that are producing great results but don't need a whole lot of input from you. So you're, you know, those, those are the folks that ideally you'd have a whole t- you'd have a team of all of them, but, um, but you, you kind of get the team that you, you're dealt sometimes. So with those folks, it's how do you dial back, and then you think about who needs more of your input. And then there's there's a there's a few types of people that need more of your input. So the type you're talking about is what we call the the people who don't produce a whole lot of results. So they're producing under under the results that you need for them, but they're taking more of your time. So these mm-hmm. are what we call the detractors, and they come in in two different varieties. So one is a square peg. So these are the people on your team that just aren't in the right job. So they don't they either got promoted to something they weren't ready for, or they just got mishired, or for whatever reason they. They don't have the skills to, to get to do the job in the right way. So leaders, a lot of time, are, are just spending an inordinate amount of their time trying to you know, keep fixing those squeaky wheels when what they need to do is, is figure out how to either get those folks the skills they need or, or help them find a job where they, where they can use the skills they have. Um, but but the, the key thing not to do is just continue to do their job for them because, because the, the problem is not that you're not spending enough time with them. It's just that they're, they're not set up for success the way they are. And then there's another set of these folks in the in the – detractor category we call slackers so these are the the people who have a have a lot of um have the skills but they just don't have the will to get the job done and then you end up you know always pushing them to, to try to, to to do their work so you have to figure out how to manage them in a different way which is to dial back the, the time you need to kind of do the work for them and motivate them or, or help them find a job that will be motivating to them yeah that that's uh Usually, what winds up happening, and it is that you you wind up uh, promoting them to customer. Uh, <laughs> yes. They kind of refuse. I, I think the slacker part really uh, explains a lot of business today. Uh, so many people get put into positions, and really, in in some cases, it's not their fault. They got put there because. Uh, they needed a body to fill that role, and they got stuck in it, and then all of a sudden they realized they, they just can't function in it. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, it's, it's all about unlocking the motivation for those folks. So it's figuring out, you know, if someone's, if someone's kind of slacking at work, is it, well, you know, maybe someone's stealing the credit for their work, or maybe the job that, that, that they were described is not the job that they got. You know, so it's, it's, mm-hmm. as a leader, you just try to figure out that, that problem and figure out how you can either unlock that motivation or help them find a place where they will be motivated. Right, right. I, I agree with that. And I think uh, putting the uh, people in the right seat on the bus is incredibly important. And I think one of the uh, best management skills you can have, actually. Yeah. Um, it's a tough thing. It's, you know, a lot of times it means you're going to have kind of you know, uh, uh, conversations that are, that are unnecessarily fun to have. But, but you owe it to One of the big things we talk about in this book is that 
leaders owe it to their teams to let them know where they stand to give them the feedback because in a lot of cases if you know if if you've got if you're a leader and, and um, you've got some of these folks who are just in the wrong job and, and you don't help them either get in the right job or get up to skills you're you're doing a disservice to them too because in this world where you know the, the corporate reorganizations happen and layoffs and others they, they might be just one layoff away from kind of getting some bad news versus if you told them ahead of time that hey you know, this the current situation just isn't working let's get you let's get you in a better place now be, you know before uh, while we still can absolutely it, it's a, a very very key element I think of uh, a leader's job is to to make sure they're constantly evaluating where their people are and unfortunately I think in today's society I found that uh, people are moving so fast that uh, they almost have a, I don't know, maybe blinders on where they don't even see it at times. Have you experienced some of the same thing? Yeah, you know, if, if people ask me what's the one key thing to, to leaders, and I, I say you always start with feedback, which is you got to let people know how are they doing against what you expect them expect of them because uh, that's, that's the toughest job of a leader sometimes because those are, can be uncomfortable conversations, you know, if, mm-hmm. if someone's not doing well. But, but you really, that's, that's the number one job that you got to do. You got to let people know how they're doing because, you know, they're not objective and they don't have the same viewpoint that, that their, lead, their manager does. So right. that, you know, it really starts with that. You know, uh, it, it reminds me, Victor, uh, I, I have uh, taught managers a lot of years and I always ask them, uh, to, to raise hands, I, I love this question. I asked them, I said, how many of you uh, receive any real feedback in coaching on a regular basis from your manager? And invariably in a room of 15 to 20 people, uh, I'll have maybe one or two people that'll raise their hand. And then when I ask them, okay, now how many of you here in this room are actually giving your direct reports regular feedback and coaching and all of a sudden every hand raises almost <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like okay i'm blind to what i'm uh, i'm doing and I, I realize the tendency for people to to lie about it but you know what you can't you can't hide from the fact that when people don't know uh you're not going to like the result are you oh absolutely because you know at, at the end of the day it's you know they, they need to know where you think they stand because you know the, the it, it, it matters where where customers think they stand and, and, and levels much above you as well. So you, you, you really owe it to them to let them know how they're doing. I agree totally. I think it uh, would transform a number of businesses if they would just understand how important it is to do that one part of their job well. Yep. Uh, so when, when you looked at uh, in your book, you called it, uh, actually, you, you told, told, called them a smart leader uh, and how they uh, guide their team. So tell me what a smart leader looks like. I, I'm interested in that one. You bet. So uh, a smart leader is when you, you know, once again, it's, it's how leaders dis- make decisions every day on where to spend their time and energy. So, um, you know, it's not just, you don't just show up at work uh, and, and kind of have it all set out, but every day you're making decisions on what meetings you take, what meetings you don't take, which interactions you have, all these types of things. So well, the smart leaders go out and they say, instead of just letting the world happen to them and then letting their mm-hmm. time and energy go off, whoever pulls it from them, smart leaders say, all right, here's, here's the team I have, the portfolio of talents and needs. And I'm gonna, I, I think if I spend more of my time with 
X, Y, and Z to, to get, I think I can get more results out of them. And if I dial back from other folks on my team, I can, I can move around my time and energy so I can get the most out of my folks on the team versus just being, a re, you know, there's, there's a few mistakes that, that managers who aren't smart make, which is one is they're either just reactive. So mm -hmm. they, they spend their time and energy, just wh whoever knocks on their door and they right. do act like that. Uh, a second mistake that you see a lot of times are people do what we call the peanut butter approach, which is, you know, they say, I have to spend the exact same amount of time and energy with each of my uh, members of my team because that's just fair. You know, oh it's, my gosh. <laughs> uh, know, okay. That, that's a way to get uh, <laughs> to, to drive yourself insane. Yeah. I love that. Peanut butter. I don't know where the, why peanut butter? Because it's, it's all about spreading it evenly, right? So people oh, just, okay. Spread they, they, it evenly. It's kind of like you, know, you think as a parent that you can't, you know, you don't want to favor anyone else or spend more time with one child Got versus it. another, but you know, it, it's not necessarily the smartest thing to do in, on, in the workplace. Well, I, I had to ask that question, Victor, because I'm clearly not the smartest crayon in the box because I'm thinking I never spread my peanut butter evenly. I glob that stuff all over that bread. I, it's too good to pass up. So now I get it. All right. So I'm trying to spread my time even. Yeah. And then and then the third mistake people make is, is that they, they play favorites, which is, uh, you know, they either... Oh, yeah. They, they might just they might spend their time because with some folks it's just easier it's more fun or it's it's a path of least right. resistance to to work with some people and kind of not with others so that the smart leaders figure out how to avoid those three big mistakes with their time and energy and be much more proactive about making a plan for I'm going to spend more time with these folks and less time with these folks and and that if I do that if I move those dials I'll get a higher overall result for my team very cool and uh, when, why don't you just share right here, because I, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, your new upcoming book, uh, soon to be released book, but uh, uh, how would you prefer that people connect with you to learn much more uh, about uh, Lead Inside the Box and how you actually apply all of this great work? Yeah, so there's a, we have a website, uh, leadinsidethebox.com. And then what's okay. neat about that is it, it actually has some interactive tools that are free where people can leaders can go in and do some very simple online quizzes and it will help you plot out where your different team members fall on, on this leadership portfolio. So that's a really uh, useful and, and, and um, practical and, and it's a free tool that people can use on that site. So I encourage people to go to leadinsidethebox.com to learn all about the book and, and actually gets, get a hands-on feel for applying some of the, the methodology as well. And then Very cool. And then I, I've got victorprince.com is kind of is my site where I have uh, I've got three books so they, you can see all my books there and all and the other training and consulting and blogging and other things that I do. All right, very cool. Thank you for sharing those. And for those of you that are listening today and you're exercising, as always, <laughs> we'll put a link in the post to make it easy for you uh, to be able to find and connect with Victor so you can learn more about his work. So keep exercising, keep listening, <laughs> we're not done. All right. So Victor, uh, what I wanna talk about now is that your upcoming book, The Camino Way, Lessons in Leadership from a Walk Across Spain. Uh, tell me a little bit about the background of this book and what we can look forward to hearing and reading in it. Yeah, so it's, uh, so one of my hobbies I do outside of work is I walk these, long, or I walk or bike long trails. And then a few years ago, I, I I did the Camino de Santiago Trail, which is this about a thousand-year-old pilgrimage trail that goes across Spain. Um, and I did that trail, and 
as I was doing it, there was, there's, because it has such an ancient history, you have kind of a code of values that you're supposed to follow on the trail. And then as I, as I kind of learned those on the trail, I thought, geez, these are really useful for business life. And then, so as I came home and I started, I wrote a couple of blogs about, about my experience and the leadership lessons I learned. And, and they ended up going viral around the world. I was like number, I was in the top three in LinkedIn for a couple of weeks. Um, so then it turned out, you know, fast forward a couple of years and, and that, that's the book that's coming out. Very cool. Uh, well, you never know where your walking might take you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell us, uh, it, to kind of tease us a little bit, tell us a couple of the leadership tips that came out of it. Yeah, so these, um, so the, the set, there's seven values that come on the back of your passport, and they're things that are, are pretty simple and straightforward, but, they're, but when, you, when you actually get lessons from them, so it's things like uh, share and, and think about those who you walk with today and think about those who are going to follow you uh, and think about those who have who've done the, the path before. So it, when you start thinking about that at the workplace, you think about, well, geez, what actions as a leader am I taking today? How is that going to impact you know, someone in my job five, ten years from now? How can I learn from the past experience of people who had this job before? Um, and then how could I just take some of these lessons like uh, you know, live in the moment and uh, figure out where to where to where sharing can actually help make it make it a everyone wins kind of situation. So that it was really that I, I didn't walk the Camino to, to get leadership lessons. It's just it was kind of the, it finds you in the strangest places. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that it does happen, doesn't it? Uh, that you you kind of realize that uh, sometimes everything is related, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's almost it's it's I like how you start your podcast by asking something outside of work because it's almost when we put our you know when you open the window to, by doing something else we can actually learn a lot about our workplace as well. Absolutely and that's uh, the main reason why I do it is because I want uh, leaders to understand that everything is not about work. There are many many different ways that we attain balance in our lives. It's not really balance. It's just opening up our mind to be able to see the possibilities. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Very cool. Well, I'm I'm excited about reading your experiences. I look forward to uh, to uh, checking out the book whenever it's released. And uh, for those of you that are writing it down, it's uh, the Camino Way: Lessons in Leadership from a Walk Across Spain. And uh, it'll be uh, published under the American Management Association's publishing arm. So I encourage you to be on the lookout for that. And uh, perhaps, Victor, we can have a longer conversation later once the book is published. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to, Steve. Uh, as we wrap up today, uh, one, I'd like to leave our uh, listeners with an action plan. So if you would, I'd like for you to share what are the top uh, two or three actions that you want to recommend that leaders really put down and when they uh, they go, get up and go to work tomorrow that they begin to do? Yeah, yeah I think uh, the first thing I would say is what we've talked about already, this idea of feedback. So uh, be, be excellent about giving your team members feedback. So think about what they need to hear. Um, it, a good format I've used on that is a lot of what's working well and what do we need to work on. So always give kind of some positive and then also some constructive as well. So that, that's just the first thing I say as a leader, that it's be great at, at giving feedback. And then the second thing I'd say as a leader that's just great to work on as well is be open to feedback. So this is, it's really, um, 
you know, a lot of people, it, it can be easy to give feedback, but, you know, being open to feedback and being open to getting help and advice from others is something that may not always come naturally to, uh, to a leader because we're used to giving orders in some cases. But, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, we should be very good about asking our team members, asking our peers and others, just how are we doing? What, what could I do differently or what could I do better next time? So that I think, the, you know, the, the two sides of that coin, giving feedback and receiving feedback is, is kind of the, the, the most foundational thing I, I tell leaders to focus on every day. Awesome. Awesome. Those are both awesome things for us to uh, keep in mind. Uh, Victor, I want to thank you for your time and wisdom today, and thank you for being on the Manager Mojo Show. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. My pleasure. Our guest today, Victor Prince. Uh, He's a management author, trainer, and speaker. I encourage you to check out his books and uh, I promise you, uh, look him up on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm sure he'd love to connect with you. Uh, Have yourself a great day, Victor, and we look forward to continued success, and I hope your next book is a a roaring success as uh, Lead Inside the Box was. All right, thank you so much, Steve. Want to make 2017 your best year ever? Then let me be your teacher, your mentor, I've prepared special courses and webinars for you that will help you succeed and to give you access directly to me. Go to mojouniversity.com and sign up today. You have nothing to lose. Try me for 30 days, and if you aren't satisfied, I guarantee you a full refund, no questions asked. Don't go it alone. Let me be your guide at mojouniversity.com. Be successful today.